Hello, start this bitch. And broadcasting. Oh, we're going from okay. the beautiful central Ooh, don't you hear the fucking coast intro? of California. It's the Doctor well, yes, Death. But, uh, maybe that was another one of your audio tests. I actually forgot to do an audio test. Oh, and I finished that audio test. Now we're back on the show. Oh, okay. Yep. Yep. <coughs> oh. 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 <coughs> How about some champagne? Whoa, what's your life in there? Champagne. Uh. Yes, we're quoting Hulk Hogan from Thunder in Paradise in the video right now. I think I, I mean t- in the audio. Podcast. I, I think I take back all that love I told you I had for Hulk Hogan yesterday after seeing that. Wait, were you like pro or not or pro or not pro with the Hulk Hogan love? No, I was pro. I love Hulk Hogan. Oh, so you're taking it back from hearing him yeah, trying I, to I, like I, act, I, after you act after out a you sex made scene? me suffer of him watching him fake fake a sex, uh, I'm starting to reconsider. Maybe I don't actually love Hulk Hogan. Well, that sounds like I did a good job then. Well, <laughs> listeners, welcome back to another episode of the Triple D Radio Show with your boys, James and Edward. Edward, what's on the lineup tonight? Uh, we've got the good old Hot or Not segment, which uh, good friend Bone Steel finally just sent us like two seconds before James yeah, pushed I was the record go- button. I was goofy and busy and forgot to ask him earlier. You were super busy, it sounds like. Yeah, my day turned a little bit longer. It was more like the first half of the day, nothing wasn't really happening because like the second half of the day is when well just when stuff happens and it's like yeah. if only this was spread out evenly my day was spread out evenly but no I don't know I'll rant about that in a second what else is on the lineup we've also got the CAR the classic album review which is the who's like what is this their fucking like seventh album eighth it's called who by the number the who by the numbers which was a well, it was an album, and then our it's main an album. and then our main event is our main event is it, continuing on our seasonal journey of watching season five of Tough Enough. And yes. to anyone just coming in, if you're wondering if we've done past seasons, no, no, because we want to watch the season with Stone Cold, yes. and that's what matters to us. I don't give a fuck about anyone else. What's your maybe fi- if it's good, sure, I don't care. Don't got Stone Cold. Pay us to podcast. Pay us the podcast, no, you sure. Don't, you don't have to pay us the podcast. That would be nice. No, and I don't have a Patreon set up. Yeah. I don't know what other Patreon gimmicks I could, like, make on the side for, like, to make it worth someone's $5. Yeah, yeah. Like, if you want to just give a dollar or just donate money, you know, just donate. There's this YouTuber. There's nothing wrong with that, but I still don't go that. Pay- go, don't have that Patreon set up. There is this YouTuber I know who he has a Patreon set up, but his whole thing is he only charges the one dollar and it's only whenever he puts out a video. So that's kind of neat. Um, what I was going to say, um, you know, something speaking yeah. of our speaking of our you can have early access to our episodes that we don't have a regular schedule for and we don't have even backlotted. Yeah. Listeners, what you hear is we usually just record and then I upload it that evening or the next possible time when I'm available to upload it. Yeah. Uh, I don't do that freaking stockpile bullshit. I ain't respect. I do not. Speaking of our show, I realized something crazy the other day. Uh, in July, like second week of July or so, we turned two years old. What? We have a birthday in July? <laughs> yeah. If you- I'm just learning this. Yeah. You can see I sound like a deadbeat dad right now. Our baby, our baby's podcast has a birthday. What? <laughs> yeah. I believe. When would this happen? <laughs> Uh, well, two years ago, uh, in a, in a, in about July, thanks to Mr. Brett Michaels. Damn. 
Yeah. I feel sorry for this child that we call our <laughs> podcast. It's old Triple D's had a, has a, has had a long journey. I don't know. Do you have anything entertaining to say? Also, before we go forward, listeners, there are timestamps that you can use to jump forward in any part of the episode that you would like to do. It does not matter to me. I don't know if it matters to you. No, not really. You can say your grievances. You can go like, but guys, come on. Don't you want to like listen to me? Don't I matter to you listeners? No, you're the one with the funny stories. Usually. Thank you. Speaking of, nothing really happened to me. The only thing that's going on is a dad has a uh, really, really, really bad pink eye. Like, you know what pink eye looks like? All right, well, stay the fuck away from me. Because I'm trying to do like some Vegas-like trip with uh, Bone Steel's Dirty 30. Because he's turning 30. And he's like, oh, yeah, and 10 years ago was our first attempt we ever is like, dudes, try to take a trip to Vegas. And freaking I, I myself had like pink eye in both my eyes. And I'm like, I feel... And I also feel kind of sick. Can we just go home? I don't know why we're doing this trip, trying to drive through the evening. To what end? Who knows? Yeah. Well, 10 years ago, Vegas sounds exciting. But then you actually have gone to Vegas. And And uh, I fucking despise it. And if you want to know how much I despise it, you could go to any time (laughs) Rock of Love ever went to Las Vegas. Because then I end up ranting, fuck Las Vegas. every, Every time they went, it was a promo. It's always something. And for me... At this point, it's like, I'm going to go to Vegas and I'm going to try to do the minimum. Everyone wants to do the maximum. And no, I don't want to end up in circles of hell waiting forever for food and walking so much because Vegas is deceptively long. Like you put in miles and don't realize Yeah, you were saying that. Yeah, yeah. you put in miles and you realize, man, my legs are hating me right now. My feet are screaming. And you realize, wow, Vegas goes very far. Yes, it does. it's a very expensive walking distance that goes around. All I want to do is go there, spend sixty dollars on a steak, <laughs> maybe eat at the Hard Rock Cafe. Yeah, because my coworkers go like, "Oh, Hard Rock Cafe is actually really good." Well, I got two bodies telling me I don't see no reason. You've never eaten at a Hard Rock? No. Wait, really? Never ever? No, I have not. Oh, dude, I've eaten at Hard Rock since I was a kid. It's a fun time. All the rock memorabilia—they got music videos playing everywhere. Is the food good? It's all right. Well, they said the food's pretty good. Well, they said like the food's like, I'm sure it's good as like a Dave and Buster's, maybe a little bit better. Yeah, I'd say so. You know what? I'm sure it's gonna be good. You'll find it's out. It's a safe bet. Yeah. And I'm like, you know what? I've never had Hard Rock. I'm gonna try it. And yes, listeners, I'm gonna be going to Vegas like a week from now from this episode. I will report the back by a trip, and also how much I either hate it. And also, our episode will be delayed because I'm going on a trip on Vegas. I'm also going to... Unless Edward wants to record a podcast over the phone and I just bring my rig into <laughs> Vegas. But I'm like, that might be a little excessive. I don't want to bring That might my... be a little excessive. I think we can wait. Um, the uh, Yeah, I re- I'm really going to eagerly await to hear the Dylan stories on the podcast because you guys haven't even left yet and we've already got a great punchline. So I showed up yesterday for band practice with our sexy, sexy band and uh, James and good friend Dylan are talking to good friend Bonesteel. Yeah, because it's like, hey, me and Dylan are going to be together because it's going to be me, Dylan, good friend Bonesteel, good friend Thomas. We're all going to take the trip to Vegas. Yeah. And then there's, you know, they're talking back and forth, back and forth. Well, to get to the punchline, there's a bit where Jake is talking about, uh, because every time these guys travel, some fuckery happens. And I don't just mean like, oh, maybe some things go a little, hmm, hmm. No, no, no. I mean like some whack shit happens to the point to where if you're on the trip, it's really stressful. But if you hear about it later, it sounds really funny. Um, And Jake is like, and I'm going to request 
that I be paid for, you know, talking about hotels you know, and shit. before the trip. If we, if I get paid uh, before the trip and not after the trip because I've had a problem. With, and right there, good friend Dylan's just like, oh, well, then I'm not going. <laughs> it may not sound that funny, I understand, America, but you had to be there. You had to hear Dylan say it in his unique voice. Oh, it was I'm not going. Because we're talking about As good I- friend Jake's 30th birthday and he was trying to gaslight Dylan because because of how I uh, I put in so much effort for your birthday last year which yeah he did but uh uh, and well, then you for got your dirty 30, but when it's my dirty 30, you're just going like, nah. And, you know, and then Dylan, and then, and then, but then Dylan's just like, I can't pay you before we go to the show. So then James earlier is like, what if Jake could hit up uh, Dylan's dad and see if he can loan him some money just to <laughs> blow it on Vegas? I know. No, because that's the thing. Like, uh, Jake, Dylan, and Thomas went to, went to Texas for WrestleMania, except Dylan. He just wanted to go travel to texas he just goes for the vibes which all he did was just lay in bed in the hotel all the whole entire time <laughs> and then it's like oh it's late at night let me go find food at either ihop or denny's yeah it's like oh you went to texas what'd you do oh, i took a nap that's basically doing <laughs> and he also owed jake you know because jake like did the like up like uh paid up front for the flight and the hotel and then jake's like all right you owe me this amount of money and it's on my credit card. So I'm going to have you be responsible for my credit card. And if you're late on giving me this money at a certain time, there will be an interest. And he's like, why would I pay the interest? <laughs> at this point, because Jake's being his creditor. That sounds like something Dylan would say. It would be like Dylan to oh, get why in the Why would de- I pay the interest? <laughs> and I can already hear Jake now. Because, motherfucker, I fronted the money. <laughs> or something. Yeah. His inner Italian's gonna break out. I know, but either way, yeah, I'll most likely be driving there with Dylon. Yeah, first thing in the morning, I'll try to like you know do a work day like schedule. Heck, maybe even go to bed earlier than the night prior. Oh, speaking of uh, speaking of um, early and going to work, uh, we're recording our podcast a little late today because uh, oh, it don't matter. Who the fuck cares when I uploaded it? Well, yeah, I know, but well, I was gonna use that to segue into uh, how was your day at work? I asked James when I pulled up. I'm like, okay, was this a Cowboys? <laughs> was this a Cowboys wanted day, or is this like a fuck well? Describe how you saw me when you first drove up to the space. So I get here. And we said eight, but I'm running a few minutes late. And so I get here, I pull up, and then my good friend, he's standing outside his car, big pizza box, just laid there on the hood of his car. He's got the he's got the he's got the the workman's overalls on, you know. I got my work gear on. And I haven't <laughs> shedded. Like obviously He's got his work shoes on. And then and then he's just got this big fat cutting the four slices square pizza pie and he's just um, rom, rom. it was he's, it was cutting six that slices shit. oh okay well still he's packing that shit away like he's kirby basically dude i'm like slamming pizza while he comes up and you're like what was your question <laughs> and i was like james was this a was this a cowboys wanted days or was this a fuck this day day and i'm like it was kind of in the between because <laughs> my first day like my very first job all i gotta do is go pick up a sign easy peasy but my next job, though, I have to wait till after one because that's when the person gets off work and they want me to actually install them a whole new setup, which that takes oh. a couple hours. And I'm like, 
And I also have a job after because this person called on the phone, supposedly in hysterics and crying that their internet is down. Hysterics and crying. I could pull up what I have in my, <laughs> what was my notes? Give me one second. Like okay. literally I could pull this up. This is, this is going to be worth it. I can tell. Oh dude, it's, you might almost go like, wait, did they actually put that in there? I'm like, sure. So. Three to five arrival time. It's at the lower place. No gay code. Call to offer her an 11 to 12 arrival. She, of course, flipped out, crying. I told her everything's told her everything's up and running. Total drama period. I told her to stop it. Everything's up and running. Trying to see if we can get someone there. 2.30 today. And then, yeah. Supposedly, she called her landlord and he, come in, like, he started coming in on us and stuff. It was literally, yeah, Veronica called in, is back at home now, said that the service is still down, wants a tech out. She said that she doesn't have a normal setup, getting frustrated, said that no one is listening to her when she tells them that her service is not normal. She is off a repeater on her neighbors, said that the last time this happened, she was down for eight days before she finally spoke with Dave and was able to get a tech out here. Customers demanding a tech visit today or tomorrow doesn't want to be down over the weekend. Wants a supervisor to call her back ASAP. She that she said that she works from home half the time. Cannot be down for a full week again. Wants to check out today or after two p.m. tomorrow. So yeah, that's what I got on my ticket, and I've been out to this lady before. Jesus. And usually, most of the time when we're out there, it's like are you, when we go we go out there. Most of the time, our internet's fine. But either way, I had to do a whole weird install where these people moved into town almost to the point where it's like, I think these fuckers could get Spectrum, but maybe they're on a two-year plan with us and like they want to fulfill that contract and don't want to be stuck trying to pay us while they're paying for another internet service because they did that with HughesNet. I'm like, okay, whatever. So I did that whole set. I had to play with a couple different dishes, but once I finally got something going, it's like, well, fuck, it's working. Hmm. I guess I can finally do this job. It took me three hours, but mostly the biggest bitch was an hour just trying to get them something to work where it's like, okay, hey, I got internet now. Cool. Trying to point whatever to a tower since it was kind of a spot where it was like low key kind of dumb because I think they can pay for spectrum where they're at. But oh, well, I think they're burned by HughesNet. So I don't know how we work on like the two year plan where if like they move, they're fucking stuck, still trying to play for the paying for the two years. But either way, then it's time I go to the freaking, like, hysterics lady. So I go up to the house. I awkwardly go up to the front door. Well, it's kind of sliding glass door because she lives on top of this barn conversion. She's crashed out on the couch. I awkwardly knock. She, like, hazily wakes up. I come in, and she's telling me, so, yeah, I switched out my router, and my internet's working. What? Yeah. Excuse me? <laughs> After all that, here's the thing. I called her prior too to say, "Hey, I'm going to be late. I'll call you when I am actually be. I'm going to be able to be on the road and come out to you." Which she never said that. Like, okay, but I come out there. I got a new router, but my smart TV isn't working. I'm like, "Well, you got a new router on. You need to know the password to the Wi-Fi network this router's shooting, so that you can connect your TV to it." Well, is this the password? Let me try. No. How about the password on the router? No. The router has, uh, because it's a Netgear router, but it's not saying a generic Netgear, like, Wi-Fi name. It's just saying, 
OCC office, which is like, oh, hey, I think that's the office where I worked at, where I got this loan from. I need to figure out if someone knows the password. And like the land, and like she's calling her landlord, and he's like, I think you got to figure out who loaned you that router to, for the password. And then she ended up <coughs> just going, I don't know where the password is. I don't know how any of this works. I don't know what's an SSID. What's this password? What's Wi-Fi? I, this is confusing me. And I'm just like, oh my fucking god, she is having a meltdown on not knowing how internet works. I can see you. That was not hyperbole when you said hysterics. It was hysterics, and I'm like, she is a yes. Cowboys needed. This was a Cowboys wanted needed moment with her. She, she needed some Cowboys. She needed yes. She needed someone to just like, cause like she was getting confused. It's like, can you just give me a router? And I'm like, can you give me a router? It's gonna be 150. dollars I first tried to do one router that I was trying to configure earlier, but the for some reason, some reason, there's new routers that we get, and every time, every time I try to configure that, it always end up not working well, and I have to go through and try to manually see if I can like get it to work. And this was like, okay, this is taking up to 10 to 15 minutes now. Fuck this. I'm just going to grab another one. I throw it on. Oh, hey, everything's working fine. I set up their SSID, their Wi-Fi network name, and their password. And then it's like, okay, they're up and going. Let's get your smart TV going. Most of the time, I would like to sit there and coach it, coach them through it. I'm sitting it's like, just give me the damn room. It's like, just give me the... Well, I didn't say it as rudely, but the thing is like, just give me the fucking remote so I can fucking put this in. I got a fucking podcast and I don't want to wait for you. So I'm just trying to speed like That's fucking, not what you said. No, That's I what you were thinking. This is what I was thinking. It's like, just give me this fucking remote so I can get you fucking going up. It's like, here, your Netflix is working now. Oh, <laughs> let me check my Hulu. I pick up the Hulu. You need to log in. Oh, uh, how do I do that? Can you help me with that? Just give, give me your email. Give me the login password. I'll fucking do it real quick. Just hurry up. Because I'm not going to leave her hanging dry. Right, right. I'd rather just like make sure she's good. But at the same time, I was like... It's fucking Friday. I'm fucking hungry and I want a pizza and I got to go podcast. Can we get... So I was like, metaphorically, can we... My vibe's like, can we move the fuck along? <laughs> and I get her going and I'm like, cool. Here's the paperwork. We'll just add the router to your next bill. All right, bye. <laughs> that was my fucking thing. Deal with her. It's like, that took longer. Well, one, the install, doing I a whole new install. I understand why we're meeting late tonight. Yes. Also, the new install. I was going to put a bigger dish... So I had to like set up a pole extension and also like extra braces, which that took a minute to do too. But yes, she took a longer minute than it was. It was kind of ridiculous when I literally rolled up and it's like, so I switched up my router, my internet's working. Huh. But now I don't know how to get my <laughs> like get my device. No, I literally was at a job earlier earlier in the week where the person was like, oh hey, my Wi-Fi's down. I come in, oh yeah, no, my Wi-Fi is working fine. I can't get my printer to work. I literally just put the, I just installed, this is a new customer, and I literally just installed them. So I think it'd be fine customer service if I helped them connect their printer. Yeah. I call up customer service, and I literally ask, hey, can you help me connect to this printer? Sure. Can I get your name and email? And all this process. And eventually, I'm going to have to, let me do a callback. And when they, like, got me off the phone, I was literally in the middle of, like, fuck this. I'm just going to look it up on Google. I figured it out, how to, like, set it up. I used my own phone to download a fucking app <laughs> so I could connect their fucking printer to their new fucking router oh that I installed. I fucking, um, I eventually got that to work, and then I get the calls. I was like, okay, we're back. Yeah, so I got the printer to connect to the r- new router. Oh, okay. Anything else today? No. All right. Have a good day. <laughs> wow. 
Yes, and then I also had to help this person set up their smart TV where they only have to use one remote to get to the fucking Hulu. Dude, Hulu's been a fucking bitch this week. <laughs> but for some reason, I don't know why Hulu's been like hard for me, but there's been always like something where Hulu's like a kink in my schedule. <laughs> but yeah, everyone, that's, that's, that's what's like that's working funny. internet and setting up people's shit. Oh, you know, James, it almost sounds like you need some cowboys. Yeah, I need cowboys to... I don't know what I need cowboys for. These people need some cowboys, though. Fuck, dude, fucking hysterics lady dude. Fucking someone. <laughs> I'm sitting there like, dude, I fucking don't want to bother trying to set up your smart TV, but I don't want to leave you hanging. And then you going, oh, my shit's not working. And then I come up, oh, I can't get my smart TV to connect to my new Wi-Fi. <laughs> it's like, in that situation, it's like, I don't want to be back out here. Can I just do this real quick and then bounce Oh, man. I know. Some people, technology, it just scares them. Like, literally, <laughs> she was like, you guys are saying stuff right now? Because be like, we're asking, like, yeah, what's the password to this router? This router is shooting an SSID of this. And it's like, I don't know what's going on. Okay, can we just get something to work? It's like, fuck, lady. <laughs> I want to just get the fuck off. I want to get off work. Oh, man. Because, like, no, she was a punisher, and you heard her. I cannot be down for, like, a day. <laughs> if I'm down again, I'll be down for, like, eight days. And here's the thing. We were literally out when we were out there. I was out there back in January with, like, another lead tech, and he had to do some special stuff, which, yeah, that he did have to do. But once he got her going, she literally kept on calling back, and it's like, man, you just need a new router. That little teeny router you got is a piece of shit. <laughs> And when I saw it was the name of this person, I'm like, it has to be that tiny piece of shit router. If I go in and plug in, if it's working, then I'm just going to like, you need a new router and I'm going to bounce and charge her like yeah. for me doing that like quick diagnostics. But no, I come up and she's like, I put in a new router and it's working, but I don't know the password to this router. I'm like, wow, this even got even That's more ridiculous. Unreal. About it. That's unreal. Yeah, I know. But man, work is fun. <laughs> You know what else is fun is uh, my favorite segment on the show. Hot or not? Yeah. All right. Let's get that bumper up. That's hot. 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 What is the good word, Jake? So the song is called Shotgun by Anna of the North. Hmm. All right, let me get Jake. Let me get Jake going. All right, Jake, tell me what it's up. All right, so for this week, I'm going to cleanse your guys' Sounds like he's in a Chipotle. Shitty heavy music you listen to and finally put some class. We're going to listen to some female singer-songwriter uh, jams. So this is a artist very I found. Mad right now. Anna of the North. I completely found her on my own, not through TikTok or anything else. Just me, you know, typing random stuff into Spotify. What? Anyways, I think that this is a stellar jam. It might bore you guys, but I think that the songwriting is very well done. And check it out. See, he doesn't listen to our show. We've liked at least half of the stuff he sent us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What was that shit he said at the start? He's like, this might be a departure from your bullshit heavy music you guys listen to. Or he said something like that. Well, I was listening to some Stenchcore and then DB today, so it was something like that. 
But friggin'. All right, let's check out Shotgun by the song And Another North. Also, Javier Gonvina Motes. Ooh. I don't know what the hell that hey, is. Little sister shotgun. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All right, let's listen to this. I have a feeling it's gonna be low key. Shotgun, a liquid death in my face now because my voice is feeling kind of dry. Just crack mine up the top. Oh fuck! I knew that. Oh, I was thirsty. Oh shit! Dude, shut up! I'm gonna spit out my water. Please don't. Wait, there's like electronics in front of me. Very pretty. Yeah, fuck this person with their pretty ass voice. I don't got that. Yeah, we don't have this. Yeah, I have the podcast. This, I, I wish was, I could be fucking able to go a ring a ding a ding on the guitar and then go shotgun and then the liquid death. Yo, the lo-fi drum beat. This simple song probably had like 80 vocal tracks. Nah, dude, there's like 200. Don't go on. Don't you hear all those voices? Like, Either they have a chorus or this person literally sat in their cave and then just like did like a hundred vocal tracks. Hours and hours. Yeah. I think Jake is on something here. Fall in love, Jeeves. I was drunk one night getting mad at ladies making me come doing stupid shit. Oh, she means shotgun like in a car. I thought she meant shotgunning a Modelo. Why Modelo specifically? Why not? I can't take that drink seriously. Why? I think this the only the memes. I think the only drink I take less seriously is White Claw. <laughs> oh, you don't understand how I refresher that water is right now. <laughs> like, yeah, we have a beautiful song being played, but my priorities are elsewhere. Don't worry, everybody. We we do the show with headphones on. We can fully hear the song. Oh yeah, maybe more than I want to actually. <laughs> you, yeah, you got those nice studio headphones. Mine are at home. I just have these old ones. Oh yeah, you just got your old beaters. <laughs> headphones have been good to me. Pretty. So refreshing. That was a very wet song. That was the, a, uh, echoes. Uh, I'm just going to say, yeah, that's hot. I like the song. I'd say it's I thought hot. it was pretty cool. It's good. That's uh, pretty not much, much all. Not yeah. much else to it. You know, it's someone's pretty. got a pretty voice. She's got a very pretty voice. Oh, I thought like Jake would fucking get me something. You, know? you could almost argue maybe it's a little generic because I've heard songs like that before. Yeah, uh, but. Over the years. But, no, it's good. Good song. What was that gal's name? Anna of the North. Okay, see, I thought you were mumbling. I was like, oh, it's, it's Anna North. Okay. No, it's of the North. 
It is. Of she the is north. of the north. She's from the north. De la Norte. I thought, like, I thought Jake was going to send us this song right here. What? What is this? Jarris Johnson covering Raining Blood. What? Zilakami. What do you mean he's covering Raining Blood? Dude, do you want to know you hear right now? Yeah. Those I rain effects could be anything. Yeah, they could be. That guitar could be anything. That's the Rain and Blood riff. I'm only playing this because I kind of want to see Edward's reaction. <laughs> Smoke a blunt. <laughs> Oh, dude, I can't. That's amazing. Smoke a blunt. Yeah, why didn't Jake send this? I don't think he's on it, bro. Oh, dude. I mean, my eyes water. I wonder how many, like, fucking Slayer nerds did he piss off with the song. All of them. Oh, my God. <laughs> Air Siren? Come on. Smoke a blunt, bust a nut. <laughs> Come on. This is great. Oh, my God. Who knew Slayer's Raining Blood classic would have the words, Smoke a blunt, and then bust, bust a nut. I did not expect this song to exist in the world when we were listening to this song in high school. I accept. I I like my Zoomer world. Seriously, I thought Jake would send us this. Instead, we got a pretty lady. I, I'm, we I'm, got an actual good song. At this point, I'm just throwing on the song just to fuck things up. Oh yeah, my mom's gonna love this. She hates hot or not because she thinks Jake doesn't send us good songs. Yeah, but I'm, I'm playing something objectively worse, maybe? Uh, I don't know. It's pretty hot, bro. Pretty hot? It's pretty hot. Well, oh, well, what is our favorite? What's our number one fan going to pick? Anna of the North or Jairus Johnson with Zilla? She doesn't know who either of those people are, though. Does she have to, though? You don't understand how, ma how, many how much music's in the world? It's okay not to know. Quite a bit. So last week we had the Limp Biscuit run in, so now we have uh, now we have uh, the Jarris Johnson run in. Okay, that's actually a pretty sick breakdown. That's like Nine Inch Nails Year Zero shit. Stop playing. But yeah, smoke a blunt and bust a nut. <laughs> So I would say your hot or not suggestion also gets a hot <laughs> in the worst, best in the burst way possible. Bro, we were literally cringing at like the local metal band that has 3,900 followers. Hell's Gate. <laughs> Hell's Gate. 
playing their sick voodoo song with a flame CGI background. Our heavy metal hometown heroes have really fallen from grace, America. <laughs> Fuck. You're not wrong. <laughs> I accept this. We're world. the hometown heroes now. <laughs> I don't like that reality. <laughs> I do not. Our podcast is two years old. We're the local hometown heroes. We're just not getting paid for any of it. I fucking wish we were paid, but fucking no. Oh, my God. Uh, let me get the fucking timestamp real yeah, quick. Yeah, let me open up my notes on the hoe. Oh, yeah. This album. I'm kind of curious. I'm kind of curious what you think this album's going to be. I'm curious be. about what you think, too. Because think? I'm curious what I'm doing. I'm pretty curious. I'm curious what you think. So, <laughs> I'm uh, pretty, I don't know, bro. I'm pretty curious what you think. Oh I'm more curious what you're thinking. So this is the who by the number. Some fun background on this what album. The fu- oh, wait, hold it. <laughs> I got the wrong notes going. Okay. I literally, because last thing I had was literally, because I'm compiling a list of soundbit material for when the next time when we do <laughs> Toxic Wizard stuff, I have stuff that, like fresh on like written down where I don't have to like sit for eight hours trying to think of stuff. I okay. have stuff on hand. That's like good. the last thing I got is that Vince McMahon meme where it's like, wait, he's here? Is that son of a bitch here? Come on, let's go get him. Come on, come on. Let's go get that son of a bitch. Come on, go, go. Go get go, that son of a bitch. Go, 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 go. Where's that son of a bitch? I'm going to find him. Ah. That's I'm like, good. that's a beautiful sound, babe. What? I need to write that down. I just thought of that meme, and I was like, yes. When Sick Man is a beautiful man, sometimes. So no, he's <laughs> a very hilarious man. But all right, fucking start this shit. So this is the Who by the Numbers. Some fun background on this album. Uh, Pete Townsend said in the interview he wrote this one. A, he was suffering from writer's block. And B, he had turned Dirty 30 around this time. Fuck, how young, wait, wait, how young was the Who when my generation came out? Early 20s, I think. Oh my God. (laughs) Uh, He felt, and he was insecure. He felt that the Who was losing their relevancy and that he felt, he felt he was getting, he felt he was getting too old to play rock and roll. And I wrote here, and now only old people play rock and roll. Isn't that funny how it works? This is a quote he said. They should have smoked a blunt and bust a nut. <laughs> this is a quote. He said, The songs were written with me stoned out of my brain in my living room, crying my eyes out, detached from my own work and from the whole project. Fuck, that was, I felt empty. That sounds like a great record. Sessions for this album were apparently marred with stalls and pauses because the band as a whole were suffering from, I guess, burnout and boredom. Bro. The who by the numbers, everybody. Bro. They had to do two rock. They randomly decided to do two rock operas. Yeah, and they already hit that magnum opus. Yeah, it's all right. You to- could argue they had like three magnum opuses because they had Tommy, which could be considered one. Um, no, nah, freaking uh, who's next is one for sure. So yeah, track number one is called "Slip Kid." Uh, it's kind of a bluesy one, heavy pianos. It's a hip swear, a head bopper, if you will. The break is notable for having a cool key section and a fucking cowbell. Uh, kind of drags though. It's an all right song. It's short and Swedish. It is inoffensive. Six out of ten. So song one, I was like, it eh, kind of was okay. Five out of ten. Okay, we are not off to a good start. <laughs> uh, track two is called "How Much I Booze." It's an upbeat, uh, almost feels like a combo of like a Doobie Brothers Fleetwood Mac inspired tune. 
Different from their usual music, I'd say, it's about alcoholism and loneliness and who historians say that Roger Wa- uh, Waters, that's Pink Floyd, Roger Daltrey refused to sing it, whether because it was too personal or because Roger thought that Pete was the one with the alcohol problem was unclear. Uh, I liked it a little better than song one, I'll say. Um, I liked how light and energetic the music was to contrast the moody lyrics. It was all right. Uh, another six. So for me, I wrote down, you know what? Not a bad step up from the last song. You know what? I give it a strong six out of ten. Yeah, yeah. Track three is called Squeeze Box. The song started and I heard the music. I'm like, well, what is this? Grateful Dead? But anyway, this is a catchy song about sex. Uh, it's in and out kind of quick, but it's fun. It's fun. Six out of ten. So I uh, I asked myself, is this a cover no, it's like, seriously, is this song a cover song? No, no, and I only I know that I felt like I've heard this song before. Maybe I've heard the Who the, the Who on the radio and the song is coming up. But either way, I thought this low-key kind of ruled. Uh, 7 out of 10. Maybe a light 7 out of 10, but it's for sure a 7 out of 10. Track 4 is called Dreaming from the Waste. Now, this song was a standout to me. The acoustic and electric guitars, they're doing their individual thing, and so is the bass, but they come together for the chorus. It sounds good. It's another song about sex, but it's more like it's about sexual frustration and the restlessness with getting older. And crying on your couch and smoking weed blasting yourself because you're- It doesn't sound like Pete Townsend was busting many nuts, though. No, he, he was smoking blunts. He was smoking blunts and not busting nut. <laughs> uh, this one's good. I gave this one a seven. Uh, I wrote down the song was very fun. Seven out of ten. Yeah. Track five is Imagine a Man. Imagine a Man. Tis a mostly acoustic- Imagine a World. Tis a mostly Imagine ac- Jake setting a good hot or not. Imagine smoking a blunt and busting nut. <laughs> Smoke a blunt, bust a nut, get some cowboys. Okay, so I'll, well, wait, I don't know if you want to be imagine you coming up imagine you someone you calling someone prior and then telling my internet's working and you can go home early or you know go home on time imagine being huh. imagine being asked to pay for advance to pay to pay in advance for the hotel that your friend is booking for his own birthday and then telling them oh I'm not going <laughs> if you're making me have to pay in advance but anyway, yeah, imagine a man. It's an acoustic piece, mostly. It's a soft, reflective piece. It's simple. But it had a good structure. It used rock alum, rock elements, elements as uh, accents instead of leads. It was cool. Structure-wise, it felt like kind of a retreading of Behind Blue Eyes. It doesn't sound anything like it, but I'm saying it was structured like it. But I thought it stood on its own pretty all right. It's a six. So I wrote down for song five, Imagine a Something. <laughs> Light six out of ten. <laughs> That's literally it. the whole song was like, imagine it this, imagine it that, and then we even were at, imagine smoke a blunt and bust a nut. Dun dun dun. Track six is success story. This is a simple, short and sweet rock song. It's about a dude who wants to be a rock star. Cool dude. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much all I got. It's six out of ten. I wrote down for song six, being a band sucks. Strong six out of ten. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. Like, literally, it just sounds like being in a band sucks. I'm like, yeah, you're not wrong, bro. Being in a band sucks, bro. Track seven is They Are All In Love. This is a, this is a sexy ballad, if I ever heard one. It's not really long, though. This so is it a schmexy ballad. It's not really long, though, so it doesn't, like, get to develop in anything. It's only, like, three and a half minutes. Typically, your typical ballad's about five-ish minutes, like, you know, 
um, by default, but this one was only like three and a half. It's nice background music though, and the pianos are all right. It's uh, it's perfectly mid, uh, a, a six out of ten. I wrote that for song seven. They're all in love? Question mark. Well, except me. Good filler though. Light six out of ten. <laughs> question mark. <laughs> They're all in love? Question mark. Uh, then this song leads directly into track eight, which is called Blue, Red, and Gray. It's a simple song with ukulele and horns, which coincidentally, you could almost have picked this song for a hot or not, and it would have fit with the gal we had uh, aesthetic-wise. Apparently, Pete Townsend doesn't like this song very much. A quote from him, uh, there was a... Because he's a rocker, and the <laughs> song was a folky boy. The producer wanted him to play it to see if he could put it on the track. And when he wanted to put it on the track, Pete Townsend responded with quote with a paraphrase quote. This is about me wanting to commit suicide and you want to put it on the record. And I'm like, because he was smoking a blunt and not busting a nut on the couch. I read that. I inhaled and then I typed another six out of ten. <laughs> I wrote down. Hey, it's a folky boy. It was good. I think it was good, though. A strong six out of ten. Yeah. Track nine is How Many Friends. This is a rock song about wondering how many true friends do you really have that no one accept you for who you are. Like, straight up, that's that's the chorus. Um, it's okay. I was It was all right. I gave this one a five. I don't know. I like this song. I, said, I just wrote down, friends are hard and tricky. Seven out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> me and my quips. <laughs> that almost that almost wanted, makes me bump it up to a six. Uh, tell me how this last song went. It's called "In a Hand or a Face." I think it's a song about fake a al- hand or a face. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's about like <laughs> fake altruism or being nice. I don't know, but it's an okay song. And often it didn't feel like a closing track. I'll say that. I thought it was a six out of ten, but it was okay. Well, here's the thing. I wrote down not bad, but I kind of dozed off on this song, and low key, it was kind of weak for an album closer. I'll give it a strong 5 out of 10. So if I add my score up together out of a score of 100, this gets a D minus. Uh, It gets a 60. You know what this album reminded me of? Was every single one a 6 out of 10? Uh, There was a 5 and a (laughs) 7. Okay. I'm like, okay, mathematically, where are we here? I kept on hearing you, uh, 6 out of 10. Yeah. Uh, Well, 6 times 10 is... Uh, six out of ten. Six, six times ten is sixty. Yes, but there was like, wait, wasn't there like a five or a seven? Yeah, but it wasn't there variety for you. I guess I like this album a little bit more than you did. You know, this album kind of reminded me of. Remember when we listened to that really, really boring Led Zeppelin album? It was like, oh, I'll right take this after, album. I'll take this album with the boring Led Zeppelin. Yeah, album. this reminded me of it. It's way better than it, but it gave me those vibes. It's like, okay, these guys are just. It just kind of felt you know, like they burnt they were, out. <laughs> yeah, it like. Maybe I shouldn't have looked up background on the album because when I read they were burnt out, I'm not saying that any of the songs sucked, but like I just felt like I'm listening to the album and I'm just like, these are some guys that are burnt out and are trying to put something together. Uh, Yeah, it was uh, it, it almost was by the numbers, but they did a lot of different stuff. But yeah, I thought this album was okay. Well, yeah, well, this album never didn't do anything. I guess you could say new. So in that sense, it's by the numbers. But this album wasn't bad. We've listened to worst. Oh, we've listened to way worse. Is this the best Who album? No. No. Is this the worst? 
Hard to say. Um, I think that really depends how you feel about the second album and the Who Sells Out. Yes. Maybe Tommy. But definitely those two. Whoa, don't say about Tommy. Your dad's going to whip your ass. <laughs> Do you hear that? Your mom's going to freaking like snitch you out and he's gonna, and she's going to tell your dad. And your dad's going to go, my son, why don't you understand this concept? It was a that rock, rock opera. It was a rock opera. There was only one great song on off that thing, son. And they it was didn't a even want opera. And they didn't you understand? And they weren't even originally. It was the revolutionary. Pro- they did an opera, but rock and roll. My okay, son. my dad doesn't sound. <laughs> What's that shit you're saying, my son? <laughs> My son. You're making him shout Shakespearean. My son. <laughs> You're like, my son. No, Dallas is my son. Why don't you understand that Dust Tommy was a rock opera? Oh my God. Ambitious idea of playing rock and roll, but with an, op- an operatic epic. <laughs> I'm dying. Any more comments on, the, on like the who sells out? Just that, uh, no, just that. Is it the next one? Like who's next? No, the next one. No, that was the last. That was the one before Quadrophenia. This, the next one is Who Are You? Oh, what album is who? What songs are on Who Are You? Who are you? Who? Like obviously who, that who? song's awesome. But that song is uh, that song's like a '69, bro. Yeah, but is this record gonna be a fucking one song wonder? Well, it won't take too long. It's only nine songs again, and it's 42 minutes. I love it. (laughs) Like, that's already sounds appealing. But yeah, we'll be back with that uh, next week. Is it time for the, or, fuck, when are we meeting next, actually? Because I got the thing, I got a thing next week, and you got a thing next week. Well, well, I guess we'll have to, like, take another week. It'll it'll be a break. God damn it. it. Hey, we'll be back. Hey, don't trip. We'll be back. Uh, oh god, I have to burp. Out. Should we get in the main event? Yeah, let me grab. A, let me take a break, grab a timestamp, and then we'll fucking hop into the main event. Whoa, everyone! It's now time for the main event. Season five, episode three of Tough Enough, starring. Okay, now I guess not starring. It's hosted by, but it might as well be starring Stone Cold Steve Austin. Well, I think these shows could, or might have a simple formula at the moment where. The show for the first half, uh, for for a good portion of it, kind of like first part, kind of is a little exciting, a little bit. Kind of, it's a little spicy, but then the middle is just like, okay, we're just watching them do wrestling training. Yeah, how uh, I don't know how exciting that gets. Like, there's a, cr- a couple of jokes there. Yeah, but then we get into the last part of the show, which oh my god, always turns out great when it's just Stone Cold staring down like the fucking like. The bottom three, and he has yeah. to figure out who to eliminate. Oh, fuck. It's usually pretty good. Oh, that's so good. <clears throat> so, last so, time on Tough I was going to say, yeah, last time we left our heroes, what um, happened? Well, they were attacked by attack dogs. Uh, General Rection just friggin' uh, doing doing splashes at the corner post. Rima cannot do a front roll slash somersault. And Matt Cross being ridiculed because he was a vanilla midget. And he had was a no, disappointment. He had no personality. He was a disappointment. And the word of the day was courage. And the word of the day last time was courage. Now, this time on, well, not Dragon Ball Z. All right. <laughs> so we start off with fucking Rima and Skid Marks returning back to the pad. And Mikhail or Michael, however you want to like call him. Yeah. 
was low key has a fat hate boner. <laughs> and the peeps are shocked that Matt Cross got depart got eliminated. Yeah. It was like, oh my God. Like he actually knew how to wrestle. <laughs> Damn. Well, yeah, he didn't know he actually knew how to wrestle. That's of course he didn't get in the WWE. All right, Ed, sing the theme. So this theme song is really hard to learn. <laughs> so here's what I did. I found it on YouTube. So you all can know how horrible this song is. This is what we have to hear every week. Okay. Yeah, it doesn't have access to the mix panel. To sing it. Some people like Some people live to fight. Lift the phone up more. Come on, sing it! And I just fell off. But they told me I wouldn't be famous with reality or simultaneous. I have to pull up the lyrics, but I can't because it'll exit the most. (laughs) Wait, there's a good line here. Oh, yeah? What's that good line? Right here. Yeah, get lucky, or you get hungry in your tummy. It still doesn't beat bust a nut. <laughs> like freaking smoke a blunt and bust a nut. Some people live to learn. Some people ain't their chairs. Well, Ed's gonna learn his theme. He's got a couple more episodes to go. I was born to be a champion, you guys. Well then, it's early morning and fucking huge erection is just running through the house screaming at everyone to get ready to, to get the fuck up and like we're going to go for a run. You can't keep calling him huge erection because you literally just said, so it's early morning and huge erection is running through the house. <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, it's just like you said, there's some, in a minute. There's some twinkle, twinkle, little star music playing, and then <laughs> oh, and, and a huge erection bursts through the door, and he says, what the fuck is going on in here? It's 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 Bill DeMott, by the way, in case you, any of you all forgot. Get your dead asses out of bed! So he leaves them outside for a practice. <laughs> That's why I need to wake up to a fucking erection in my face. <laughs> fucking hate. So he leaves them outside for a, any more? No. <laughs> okay. Not for now. So he, now. he leaves them outside for a practice run around the around the area to show that they are to prove to them that they aren't in the condition they should have been. And this is a direct quote to test their lung capacity. And Stone Cold's just back there laughing at them. So you guys remember His laugh is like, oh God, we have to wake up early. Stone Cold's just <laughs> so if I had to try to describe this area or this hill they kind of run up to, do you guys remember the big hill and trail Mulan had to do in the animated movie? Imagine was, that. Yeah, kind of sort of like that. As a, I would say that's pretty good. Yeah, they had to do the Mulan running trail. So like everything else, Luke excels in it. He's shown to be good at everything, but he doesn't have much of a character yet. Yeah, I no, noticed. because we see a lot of peeps are pretty gassed. I'm like, damn, this must be a good run. Or they decided to sprint first thing and then realize, oh, we have to do it. Well, an- there's a lot of uphill and changing altitudes. So. Yeah, but we see Stone Cold just putting around in a golf cart. Oh, dude, that's the best fucking thing. Oh. The best part of this whole thing is Stone Cold's mobbing around in a little golf cart. Harass- uh, he- I think they'll show him harassing Rima. But yeah, he's just oh, in yeah, a he's golf roasting. cart. Oh, yeah, Miss USA. By giving out in the Miss USA. And I'm like, 
Oh, Stone Cold in a golf in a golf cart roasting Miss USA. That was beautiful. Mich- I wrote here. Michelle is gassed. She says her exercise is chasing a two year old. Her body seizing up. Eric, who last episode is like, oh yeah, bro, I'll get in shape. I'll get in shape through this. I'll get in shape. Uh, he's dying yeah, in the w- field. Yeah, he had to wake up first day of the morning. He's just like, fucking, I I ran and I, I can't ran no more. I mean, honestly, I can walk. Honestly, I kind of understand because how would you feel? You know, it's like 6 a.m., 7 a.m. And then a huge erection bursts to the door and tells you you need to get running. Oh my. Well, I guess Rex is <laughs> making me run right now. So Luke finishes first. He was done in like 19 minutes or something. Yeah, I guess Luke's in shape. Followed very closely by Skid Marks and the homie Big Rig. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. it still feels surreal. <laughs> to the, I know I could just call him Jeremiah. I could just call him his real name, but I'm not fucking going to because I spent 14 weeks calling him Big Rig, uh, but it still feels surreal to say his name again. Um, oh, this was fucking hilarious. Yeah, because Bill DeMont, because Bill DeMont makes a comment. He's like, <laughs> you look like my dog when I had to shoot it because Jeremy, a uh, Big Rig's got this big slobbery spit just running down his mouth. He's like, I may not be built for a marathon, but I won the fucking race. Oh, I fucking won race. It's like, that's right. You did. No, this next part is fucking hilarious. So we see Stone Cold Steve Austin walking in the shot of a camera. And in the back, we see Eric's walking and Stone Cold slumping along. He is. We see Eric slumping along and Stone Cold in a whispering voice, documentary style, just going, so we can see here that uh, Eric has, uh, he's kind of the last of the pack. He's not doing too well. It's a bad I, day. Real bad day. It's a real bad day. Which was the name of this episode, I forgot to mention. Or alternatively, uh, he, you, you could have called this episode today Technique. But we literally, we had HG Geographics, National National Geographics, Stone Cool Steve Austin here going, oh, you can see Eric, he's uh, the last in the pack. He's the last of the pack. Bad day. And after and after his showing the other day with the dogs, not looking good. Not looking bad good. day. Real bad day. Whoa! He just this nerd. They just see Eric slumping <laughs> along behind Stone Cold. This it's a pretty was, great image. That shot was pretty hilarious. What that, is going fuck, on? Fuck, dude, that might need to be the thumbnail. Um. Oh, no, I guess. Oh, <laughs> I oh, I think we got our thumbnail. So then uh, Rima finishes next, finishing before, as noted, some of the girl, uh, all the girls and some of the guys before Mikel even. Huh. I'm like, dude, here's like, Mikel looks buffing in shape. But like, dude, he lost to Miss USA. I'm like, what a bitch. Eric is de- Eric is dead oh, last. You can't do much. <laughs> you don't need to do much when you got a whole lot of booty. Got a booty. <laughs> a whole lot of booty. So uh, Eric is dead last. Steve's disappointed. Bill's disappointed. Yeah. Like, I, I really feel like that could be most of my notes here. Booker T is disappointed. Trish Stratus is disappointed. So Trish Stratus uh, reiterates. Mikhail <laughs> or Eric? Uh, well, she wasn't here now, but still. So now we're at the gym. Yeah, now we're back to just them do, learning to wrestle. Everyone's, yeah, everyone's doing their warm-ups when all of a sudden Stone Cold gets in the ring, run the ropes, and he says, I want to talk to you guys about courage. No, I'm kidding. He <laughs> said, I want to talk to you guys about Technique. That is the word of the day and his technique. When you get in this ring. (laughs) I finished my look with death already. Um, uh, And he says, um, I want to talk to you guys about technique. When you get in this ring, you learn how to execute the moves. I'm like, wow, thank you, Steve. 
Wow, thank you, Steve. Great wisdom you have <laughs> bestowed upon us. Bill says they're going to work on reversals, holds, and takedowns. And I'm like, great fucking technique, guys. Here's the thing. We just don't call to actually run the ropes and take a bump. Yeah. There's that, too. It was like, holy fuck. Man. I, that, this was, what, 10 years ago? Yeah. Yeah. Stone Cold oh. looked great. He made everyone else look like nerds. And he and he and man, he, Stone Cold must be awesome. <laughs> just saying. I feel like the show is just about putting over Stone Cold. I think the reason we watch the show is to put over Stone Cold. Well, I'm yeah. Okay, so um, we actually yeah. see some actual wrestling training now. Yeah, Michelle's I getting know, three around. episodes in about like dudes trying to be uh, wrestling superstars, and we finally get to see some. Wrestling I mean, at least training. some of the challenges sort of have to. Okay, so Michelle gets her ass beat. Bill says Mikkel has no by to- people and by herself because yeah. she's like, I don't know what I'm doing right now. I'm so mad. I'm I'm brain farting. Oh, so frustrated. Bill's uh, erection says Mikkel has no technique and that he took a slam wrong and he doesn't even realize he took it wrong. Yeah, I was like, yeah, Mikkel's stiff like a board right here. And then Big Show shows up oh, because yeah. when I think in ring technicality, oh yeah, I think Big Show. Yeah, you know. People kind of forget how athletic Big Show was in his WCW days, but the problem because he was a thick boy a thing, then. Yeah. But then he went to WWF and got fat. <coughs> well, know. he was always fat, but he became a fat guy. Yeah. So then, uh, and I wrote here. So then, uh, oh yeah, he said he gets in the ring, he talks, everybody gives a little quick little speech, and he basically says, you need to fo- "How do you do a Big Show voice? What's my big? A Big Show's like, ah, okay. So it's like." <laughs> You need to focus on safety for yourself and your partner in the ring. Big Show. You sound uh, like the witness protection voice right now. <laughs> I don't know. Big Show's got a weird voice. Well, I guess you could just do the witness protection voice <laughs> and call it good. And then Big Show pulls Eric aside and he says. Well, he comes in and is like, well, hey, Eric looked like he was like, he caught my eye. Yeah. Why? Because he was the tallest one there. Well, yeah. With the biggest hair. And he said. And says, I was like, oh, yeah, no, his cardio, he's lacking. And he goes up to him. He sits down, Mr. Eric. He says, you're shooting yourself in the foot by not being in shape. Fatigue makes cowards of us all. Because when I think of energy and good cardio, oh, yeah, I think Big Show. I know. <laughs> and then Eric, you know, I, I paraphrase the conversation, but Eric walks away from it kind of motivated. He's like, you know, he took me aside and saw something in me. So now I'm like, I'm motivated. I'm ready to yeah. go out there and get it. And I will say, if you watch the episode, well, semi you back feel to motivated where Big Show's like, hey, can I talk to you? So they say you need exercise. You're not doing too well when it comes to this exercising thing. You seem to be getting gassed. It kind of matters with the technique. I'm a man that knows this concept very well because I'm the big show. I'm the big show. This is my uh, witness protection voice. You. You're the biggest guy here. No, no. Hey, you. You're the biggest guy here. You caught my eye when I walked through the door. You might have something special in you, but you're shooting yourself in the foot. Foot. The foot. The foot. <laughs> in the foot. Because you're not exercising. Listen, I understand. My, my man, please get in shape. Listen. Words I, by the Big Show. Listen, here's the thing. Big Show basically tells this guy he needs to exercise, but I don't know if I'd be able to hold in my laughter at the idea of Big Show telling me I need to exercise. <laughs> I'm not even making fun of his ways, just because he, he's like three of me, you know? <laughs> okay, so... um. 
Huh. Now is he Stone Cold wrestling? Yeah, so here, so, oh, he like shit. calls in Luke. And he said, oh, this is funny. He says, I've been itching to get back into the ring. And I'm like, you're a fucking liar. <laughs> yeah. He could have got back. Uh, Quick rant. All you. Stone Cold Steve Austin could have come back at any point. Him, Goldberg, Ken Shamrock, and like five other guys I remember from yeah, like the from the period of time of like 2009 to like 2016. It was all these bunches of old guys that were always like, oh yeah, I'm thinking about coming back. I'm thinking about coming back. Not just the WWE, but the wrestling in general. Like, yeah, I'm going to come back. I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm thinking of doing it. I might do it. You never know. Never say never. But they never fucking did. <laughs> Stone Cold could have come back 15 years ago. His knees were probably fine. Enough. <laughs> His neck was probably fine. Enough. Enough. <laughs> I just, I see the match at Mania, and he did an interview recently where someone asked him, fan asked him, you thinking of maybe doing a full or part-time uh, one more run like Goldberg's thinking of doing? And Stone Cold literally, I swear to God, he literally says, nah. I'm good. <laughs> I like I'm what good. I like what Bill's doing, but you know, I, I had that match and it was awesome, but I'm done. And it's like hey, so we could have had Stone Cold 15, 10, 12 years ago. But he just didn't want to. He didn't even have his podcast back then. He just had he just had his uh, he just had his beer and probably royalty checks. Oh yeah, fucking royalty like checks. lots and lots of royalty checks. Hey, that man's been divorced four times and he's still rich. <laughs> Oh shit, you're right. <laughs> Stone Cold has made a lot of money in his lifetime. He yeah. also loves how to petty pinch too. Yeah. I hear this man travels with a truck and trailer and he'll just pull off the side of the road and just camp out while like having to travel from either from Texas to California and shit. <laughs> really? Stone yeah. Cold does that? Yeah, Jake. Come on, the biggest fucking Stone Cold nerd Jake told me this. <laughs> Well, then I believe it. Yeah, I believe Stone Cold like is penny pinches, but he's also made a fuck ton of money. But he yeah. survived four <laughs> divorces. God, I always forget it's four. That I think that's more than Ric like, Flair. Hey, at least it's three. It could be three. Yeah? It could be three. I don't know. You could look it up. See how many divorces Stone Cold has went through. But yeah, that's my rant. It's just like, listen, old guys, legends, if you really want to come back, if you're really itching to get in the ring and you miss it, just fucking do it. Spend a good six, eight months training, conditioning, and just do it. Ric Flair's coming back for one more match for some goddamn reason. And he has a fucking pacemaker. All right, he does. Oh, fuck, bro. He's going to die in that match. (laughs) Anyway, so. Uh, Great faith in the nature, boy. Uh, well, no, that's, you know what, you know what, he'll be, he might be fine because remember that scare of his like two years ago where Melter was like, yeah, he, it's not looking good. It's like a 10, 15% chance he'll make it. And we were all like, oh shit. But then he pulls through because for all his problematic tendencies, he's Rick fucking Flair. So this spar match, by the way, with Stone Cold and well, Luke, here's the thing about, this like- is not a spar match. This is Stone Cold kicking Luke's ass for like two minutes. Yeah. 
Luke but, gets buried. Yeah, I don't think Stone Cold's knees or neck could have handled Luke doing something to him. But Stone Cold could be like chuck Luke around. Yeah, it'll be fine. And Luke's like, I was in the room, Stone Cold. <laughs> well, I think that's the most real. Like, I think that's the most. Uh, like, um, I think that's your career highlight right there, Mister Luke. Jeez. <laughs> oh, oh, and then Big Show leaves. I think it is. Did he do anything after Tough Enough? No, you would have to Google that. And then I might get spoilers. But yeah, so then Big Show just leaves. Yeah. He says good luck to everybody, but he leaves. Make sure to watch that technique. The big show. They brought in the big show. I can believe Big Show having good technique. He's a CM big- Punk was in the company at this point. Oh, they you know, had him do it. Nah, CM Punk has slop dude. CM Punk looks sloppy. Did he always look that sloppy? Yes. It's CM why, Punk. But then why was everyone saying he was best in the world? Well, he was saying that, so they were just Yeah, but, no, but here's the thing with like Big Show's technique. Oh, wait, Daniel Bryan was in the company at this point. They hired him back by now. Yeah, but they don't like Daniel Bryan. <laughs> <laughs> Mysterio. I think his knees were blown out and he was gone. Fuck! And I think they were trying to do Sankara. Oh, no. <laughs> Jack Swagger was still in the company. I think Big Show is better technique than Jack Swagger. <laughs> I don't know why, but that hey, killed Big me. Hey, Big Show has a smooth choke slam. Fuck, that made me lightheaded. That made me laugh so hard. <laughs> hey, Big Show has a smooth choke slam. Yes, he does. <laughs> All right, fuck. That made me lose my notes. You, 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 you go for a second. Well, wait, I found it. So after Big Show bounces, yeah. now we see Michelle. She calls her hubby, her husband, or her baby daddy. They never specified, actually. I'm just going to call her her hubby yeah. and her child. And her hubby tells her, oh, yeah, no, her daughter Piper is off at grandma's. And then she starts crying because she realized, I can't talk to my kid. Yeah. And Michelle's like, I am missing my daughter really hard right now. This is very heartbreaking. This was my transcription of this scene. I said, I wrote, uh, she's like, where's our daughter? He says mom's house. She sighs and looks like she's going to cry. Oh, and looks then, like she does cry. And then she cries. She hangs up and she cries. Cool, dude. So next morning, folks are training. Yeah, for wrestling training-ish, we see Michelle coming in. She's already a sobbing mess. Miss USA comes up to comfort her. Comfort her. Then Stone Cold pops and saying, good morning. And Michelle, With like, a sadistic grin on his face, I noted. He's like, good morning. And then Michelle's like, oh, Mr. Stone Cold, I have something to say. And she still it's Stone Cold that she wants. It's like, honestly, I want my daughter more than being a WWE superstar. And I wrote down, smart move. Yeah. I'm like, well, that's a bomb. Tough Enough, tough enough has just finally, after all these, after all my life, put the final nails in the coffin where I'm like, you know what? Maybe I don't want to. Maybe I never wanted to work at WWE as a kid because I didn't want to be a wrestler. I was like, oh, man, it'd be cool to be a commentator. But fuck that. I don't know if I could deal like Michael Cole has Vince McMahon in my ear three hours a day, three hours a week. But yeah, that's basically what she says. She says, um, I thought I could do it and I want it, but I miss my daughter. So I'm going to peace out. Yeah, he, fuck this. <laughs> he has everyone leave and they talk. He's like, hey, can I at least talk to you? Yeah. And then Stokoe cool understands like, you know what? I am literally just right now learning my daughters. And I'm yeah. like, wow, that's fucking depressing. After after my 15 years in this business, I have two daughters. I am really just now 
getting to know them. So I respect your decision. And then he hugs her. And I wrote here, I'm like, oh, I'm like, damn, Stone Cold Big Teddy Bear confirmed a whoa. I just wrote down Loki, Stone Cold's not sounding like a madman right now. I get physically ill when I'm late. <laughs> you look like a madman right now. I saw the fucking vein leech out of your f- <laughs> out of your throat. So, um, so now everyone's out. Oh, yeah. So, no, for real. Michelle's gone now. So then, I'm like, okay, hey, that, that helps to like, you know, lower the cast a little bit. Everyone meets outside. Trish says, so today we're talking about courage. No, I'm just kidding. I'm sorry. It's technique again. Uh, she basically says, if your technique sucks. No, she actually does say, if your technique sucks. then Drink. Not- <laughs> Sorry, the word of the week is technique. Uh, then not only will your performance fall flat, but so will yours. So then she says, I want to introduce you to some friends of mine. She brings out a cheer squad, but not just any cheer squad. This is Cheer San Francisco. They're famous in our humble little state because they're a nonprofit volunteer thingy that helps folk with debilitating diseases and helps out LGBTQ plus organizations. Um, they're cool people. And Trish says, these guys are going to be trained by them today, our cast of characters. Our cast of characters, you will be training with these cheerleaders because today is life lessons about technique. She, yes, drink. Uh, she says she has a, a talking head where she says, wrestling and cheerleading are very different, but there's also a lot of similarities. And I'm like, bro, I know this already. I watched the entire Spirit Squad run, Trish. So they do some basic shit. Teach him a simple cheer. Yeah, we don't see much. Mikel has his masculinity. Oh, yeah, dude, Mikel's all stoked. It's like, I gotta do this cheerleading thing. Come on. I'm scared about Big what's gonna happen I, when I. I it's like, I'm not sure about doing this cheerleading thing, but I don't care. You know what? I'm game. Let's do it. Yeah, and Mikel's like, I'm scared of what's gonna happen when I go back to Jersey. I'm scared whenever they go back to Jersey, they're going to be saying like, oh, that guy don't got a whole lot of booty. And then Big Rig gets a Big Rig because he says, and then I see this beautiful woman walking by. And I and- wrote down, holy shit, Stacey Keebler appears. Yeah, let me. can I punctuate that for instance? Stacey Keebler. Some of you wrestling aficionados might re- recognize her as David Flair's girlfriend. <laughs> so David Flair's old resist. flame walks in and Big Rig's <laughs> penis marks out. He's yeah. like, oh my God, there was this beautiful tall lady that came in and I was just uh, drooling all over. Ah! And I wrote here, God damn, that woman's tall. She's a very tall lady. She's very tall. Oh, and she dated George Clooney for a while. Oh yeah, no, that was she dated George Clooney for a minute. <laughs> I, I, I was kind of hoping they'd make it because, bro, are you telling me that ex-Nitro Girl and then ex-Batman would be would be OTP. That'd be sick. The one of the worst natural girls and one of the worst Batman's hey, OTP. State. Mm, I'm trying to figure out what I can't deny more. Cause like was Clooney a bad Batman? I mean, yeah. Hey, but that was Direction's fault. Hey, Stacy Keebler bad Nitro what girl. What's that with the damage? Hey, just put it on the back card. Never leave the cave without it. <laughs> Still remember nostalgia critic. A back credit card. Okay, so uh, oh, the only thing notable about the segment is that Rima takes a fall. Yeah, Rima takes a fall. Yeah, and they're done. I just wrote down, "Holy shit!" Stacy appears, and Big Rig's penis just marks out, and he was on a rant. 
And it's like, dude, you're and not. It's like, oh, I want to know this woman. I want to know this one. Sorry. I swear, big this isn't Daisy of Love, bro. You aren't here to win the love of Stacy. You're here to be a WWE superstar. I swear, Big Rig's Southern accent was always weird to me hearing it on Daisy of Love and in here because, like, it sounds like it's every Southern accent mixed in the one. It's weird. So now we're at Universal Studios. Oh, well, we totally forgot that Stacy was here. I was like, All right, I'm here to help with technique. Oh, yeah, that's right. What's, she just ended up just going like just chewing out like a casual chew out the Miss USA. Hey, technique is what's going to actually keep you safe and not get injured. Unlike I mean, well, you, you are. Oh, there you go. Sorry. No, I lost my th- I lost my rant now. No, because you were saying that she was telling Rima that she needs to, uh, you know, stop being shitty. <laughs> That was kind of it. Because when I think of Stacey Keebler, I think tech, I think technique. Well, she, she wasn't a bad wrestler, was she? I don't really remember. She wasn't a great one. That's uh, true. Whatever. Miss USA sketch, but she learns to have some confidence after Stacey tells her some technique. Now, peeps are now have to perform a routine at Hollywood Studio just down the road. Yeah. And they, 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 uh, a big, ri- this was the funniest thing. They get out there and then Big Rig just does a backflip. He's just running and he just does a backflip. That was great. So they do their cheer. It's fine. Bill says, we want them to focus on their technique and have fun. That's what the WWE is looking for. I'm like, is it? I feel like WWE is a miserable a miserable place to work on purpose. Yeah. But yeah, so that's done. There was really nothing to notice except the cheer was kind of cute. It's like tough enough. It was pretty cringy. I didn't say it was good. <laughs> I was like, that was like, yeah, tough enough. enough. Wow, they're really making these people work, aren't they? <laughs> I hey, Everyone in WWE has to do some humiliating bullshit, unless you're Randy, I guess. Even John Cena's had to do embarrassing stuff. I would like to recall to you uh, our Ready to Rumble review, where I m- reminded the world uh, how he had to job to Kevin Federline. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so they go back to the gym. Bill's hair's down. I don't like oh, it. Oh, shit. We already went through the fucking whole like cheer routine. Well, yeah, there really wasn't anything. They do the cheer and everyone's like, oh, yeah, good job, guys. And even Stone Cold and Bill are like, yeah, uh, Erection are like, yeah, good job, guys. Well, here's the thing. I wrote down now the peeps have to perform a routine in Hollywood studio. And I was like, it's pretty cringe. Huge Erection is dying from cringe. Like he's just sitting there. He's just sulking. He's like, well, this is fucking horrible. I'd rather do anything else with my day than watch these nerds try to do a cheer routine. Yeah, when Bill DeMont is like, this is too cringe. And then after a minute, they get into the group, but then we see Miss USA get a little sloppy with her crew. Yeah, that's right. It's like, oof. And she made it. Now back from bad. commercial. It's now morning training and Mikkel fist bumps Rection. And he says like, hey, I hope you didn't mind me in that male. Ch- hey, I hope you don't mind me in that male cheerleader form. And Rex says, Dude, I didn't even know I- you were there. And I was like, low key, that was a great bird on Mikkel. That was funny. Wow. Rection is. Uh, I hope the show doesn't make me like Bill DeMott. He I really don't want to. No, we just I don't need like to him. stress that. I really don't want to. But I didn't want to like Brett. Hey, I'm not saying I like Brett. He was funny. Well, I don't like Mikkel, but this was great watching Bill DeMott burn him. <laughs> yeah. And it was like, dude, wow, Mikkel's like a big, bald nerd. <laughs> So Stone Cold comes in for a skill check. Word of the day, like I, I it's technique. It's technique. Drink. The challenge is called Chain of Command, like cha 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 chain wrestling. And check this out: the idea is execute some moves, and yeah, that's it. No, not moves. You execute a spot. Yeah. 
He says, Booker and Bill will demonstrate. And, and I'm like, oh, shit, we have a WCW match happening right now. And it's funny because as soon as he said Booker and Bill, you hear Booker in the background going like, Booyah! <laughs> yeah, you just hear he's just hear, Booyah! And then him and yeah, Bill so get in the ring. Yeah, so we have General Rection and fucking, what was Booker T's fucking... Didn't they make him go back to using his old G.I. Bro gimmick? Yes, we have G.I. Bro versus General Rection. WCW classic right here. Uh, and then, um, and then, um, and then they demonstrate, right? Then, uh, Luke and Michael are up first and then Booker says, come on down, y'all time to get busy up in this mug. <laughs> I'm like, fuck, I guess Booker was feeling it that day. So they lock up. We're talking some basic of the basic stuff. If, if you want us to be cynical wrestling marks, we could say, oh, this is every Hello. WWE match ever. Hello. Uh, we're talking roll ups. booty. We're talking roll-ups and suplexes, holds. Mike, uh, Mikel and AJ, and I wrote here, Mikel sucks, L-O-L. Then it just cycles through everybody. Nothing super notable. They throw Rima and Mikel, uh, and they throw out Rima and Mikel because they're going to um, eliminate a couple people uh, every time. And in Bill's words to Stone Cold, he whispers to him, National Geographic style, he said, I think Mikel shit the bed. Well, today on this part of Tough Enough, we have seen that Michaela should to bed. And Bill and Bill gets on and then he says, and I know this isn't really going to be funny for anyone that doesn't follow like wrestling or backstage wrestling stuff. But Bill tells everyone what the chains are going to be. And he says, I'm not kidding. Headlock. Tackle. Schoolboy. Suplex. I was just laughing at that. They're just running through a simple spot. But either way, yeah, Mikel and uh, Miss USA are the first one to get bumped out of the chain of command. Yeah. So everyone goes again. Apparently, uh, according to Stone Cold, he Luke uh, in Stone Cold's mind felt like he failed at being a ring general. And I wrote down he should have learned from Cena last week. <laughs> Come on now. The hardest, no! thing, the hardest thing I had to learn was how to believe in myself. Come on. Hit us now. <laughs> Seriously, if there's anyone that's a loud mouth ring general is John Cena. He'll Tackle. yell. Tackle. Tackle. Headlock. Get me up. Give me know, up. Stuff like that. <laughs> and he's like, well, Luke did not show. He Luke has been in shape. He's shown the most charisma. But, oh, no, he doesn't have ring general skills. You know, I, you know even though Cena calls Ooh. the spots loud, you know. At least there's clear direction. And Luke did not learn that from John Cena. <laughs> they cut so Luke. he was shockingly knocked out. It was like, oh, okay. And then they go again. Christina they, is out now because she she just started botching. Yeah, and I wrote here and because you know the uh, Stone Cold Trish and Booker and Bill they're complimenting their energy and their suplexes. I'm like, man, this company really loves the suplex. Whoa. Then then yeah, they cut Christina next round. Then they cut uh, Skid Marks and Andy. On the subject of skin marks, um, the person, not the, yeah. Bill says, uh, uh, Bill says that uh, one of the reasons they cut him was they felt he was too corny, too hokey with his movements and expressions. Yeah, he was uh, overselling. And Bill says, don't bring any extra flair to what you're asked to do. And I wrote here, I said, it's like the show wants me to roast WWE creative. Huh. My truer words were never spoken. So the next round, they cut AJ, Ivelisse, and Big Rig. Well, in a talking head, we have Stone Cold ranting about technique. 
He's like literally in this dark fucking like unsolved mysteries room <laughs> ranting about technique while it was like, all right, Ivalice is out. This next person's out. Oh my God. I can't dude. this, this, this word of the week. Are they going to do this every goddamn episode? <sighs> There's only one way to find out to watch the next episode. So then Eric and, and by uh, doing that, we have to finish this one. So then Eric and uh, what's that dude's name? Martin. Yeah. Literally it's now down to Eric. Yes, the guy is like, oh, yeah, he's got no cardio. And then Martin, he, who we have barely seen anything for. He's just had talking heads. Yeah, a few. But so, it's like we're down to Eric and Martin. I'm like, wait, what? Eric is in the final two? Yeah. This guy's been a gas giant, but I realized, oh, hey, you know, maybe when it comes to actually doing the pro wrestling. He's not a bad. Yeah. It's just I, his cardio. Yeah, but yeah, hey, let's make him do CrossFit games, bro. It's, it's kind of like, it's kind of, it reminds me of, hey, James, have you ever met our friend Dylan? He's a pretty good guitar player, but he doesn't practice. Eric is a pretty good wrestler, but he doesn't practice. No, it's He doesn't called, have energy. No, Eric is, uh, he's not training for CrossFit games. I think he gets his, he gets his uh, technique in pro wrestling down. <laughs> and then it's like, all right, what is the means that ends here? How do we know someone like is when it's like over? Well, let's just decide. Let's just keep, have them keep going until one gets gassed out. Yeah, he says, and don't stop until you're told. And then it's just like Eric just gets gassed. Yeah. I, so they do. Yeah, that's what I recommend. I have a feeling Eric is competent enough to do a six minute match and it will be fun. Yeah, uh, I feel like in this day and age, I feel like there was once upon a time six minute matches. Like, yeah, if you can do a six minute match, it's good. I feel like nowadays, if you can do a six minute match, it's like, bro, are you even a wrestler? <laughs> hey, there's nothing wrong doing a six minute match. No, that's not wrong. But yeah, so uh, so Martin ends up winning the thing. Actually, and like, who the fuck is Martin? <laughs> and then Luke he's is like, that, he's a guy that the general erection kept calling Donny Osmond like once yeah, or twice. And then Luke is like jelly. He's like fucking Martin won. He looks like a cheesy actor. And I'm like, he straight does. He does look like fucking Donny Osmond or whatever. And then, and then, he and doesn't then, look like a pro wrestler. He looks like he's on fucking Full House. <laughs> oh my God. So then, so then, so then Bill That's is so like a cold. goofy smile. He so needs then, to get punched in the face. <laughs> Bill he is needs a bruise. That guy needs to look a little, come on, this guy's, this guy's a little squeaky clean. He needs some skin marks. That's what he needs. You good over there? I really hate this show sometimes. <laughs> so, oh, and speaking of Bill and Stone Cold making a point to call him by his real name and not Donny Osmond. And then we get his talking head. Remember how you were talking about how he's just like a punchable baby face kind of guy? He looks, he's literally in his talking head. He goes, I'm not Donny Osmond. He literally points at the camera and goes, I'm Martin now. Wow. <laughs> you suck. <laughs> Well, I guess not when it comes to this technique, but Luke, I, think yeah, he, I think he only won because Eric got gassed. And then um, you can't see this at home, America, but uh, Luke gets a talking head and he looks just James. He looks just like this, but he's saying like, <clears throat> when I look at Martin, I see a cheesy actor. But when I look in the mirror in my eyes, I see a WWE superstar. It's that weird, like, kind of reminded wow, me. you made him sound like a fucking serial killer. That's creepy. It kind of reminded me of who was the who was the one blonde bitch from uh, season two of Rock of Love? Wait, which one? The one they were going to give the the one that was going to win that spinoff of Who Wants to Date a Millionaire or whatever. Oh, Megan. Megan. He was giving me Megan vibes, bro. 
Lol. So, uh, so, so either the, way, Martin's top three. dog. Yeah. Rima and there's like, now it was like, you, you know, this is the part where it's like, all right, Stone Cold and the trainers go into Stone Cold's office and talk and, about who's a disappointment. Yeah. All right. And they go like, you know what? Rima does not have technique, but she is, has cardio and she was able to beat some of the dudes. Yeah. Well, Mikel has not left an impression at all. Yeah. That's the Burn. funny. That's the funny thing. Cause like they go through it, right? Trish says Martin is confident. Austin says, yeah, he, he showed he's a ring general out there. He says, just like that. I'm like, calm down, Steve. Yeah, he's a ring general. I think he got disappointed in Luke. He's like, my boy Luke, what happened? But yeah, Trish says Reem is a disappointment. <laughs> Bill says Reem is a disappointment. But Austin says, you know what? She she, she didn't excel the cheerleading challenge, but uh, she was, you know, doing. No, no. He says she did good at the ring, but Stone Cold was surprised that she didn't do good at the cheerleading challenge. And, I'm th- and I wrote here, why? Because she's not a girl. A oh, whoa. Stone Cold sex is confirmed. Ooh. Ooh. But then Austin. <laughs> oh, this was the best part. You want Stone Cold. Uh, Austin says, all right, let's talk about Mikkel. Trish Stratus goes, who? <laughs> oh. That was so good. <laughs> so, yeah, he's a disappointment. Bill's disappointed. Austin's disappointed. Booker's disappointed in Ryan. He says, I think he's hamming it up. It's like he's playing a game. He's not taking it seriously. Bill says he thinks there's no fight or a drop of manhood in him. He's a jackass. That's how he says it. He's a jackass. Stone Cold was impressed with Eric. When it came to the technique, you know, the part they should actually be learning to do is the wrestling part. Yes. But, oh, no, he can't run up a hill in the middle, like, at the crack of dawn and then have a documentary camera crew going, oh, he's the last of the pack. I don't think he's going to be able to make it, especially (laughs) like this. This has seemed like a very disappointing for Eric. And then Trish says he's got potential. I want to point out to you all, they said the, they all, all four of them said the word like technique, like eight fucking times each during this conversation. All right. Drink eight times. So the bottom three are going to be Mikkel, Ryan and Rima, who Stone Cold, oh, I forgot, but Stone Cold points it out when they meet a in a little bit when we get to him he mentions that uh, they were here last week and I'm like oh shit these two were here last week and I'm like fuck maybe these two do suck well I think they're all being a little mean to Ryan but I think they're being a little sassy to Ryan so they're all it's at just home. luscious locks Stone Cold's <laughs> jealous that like fuck this guy with his fucking hair I mean Stone Cold had some alright hair when he was a Hollywood blonde mm, I don't know but Skid Marks might have the hair on like all these dudes oh true so Rima and honestly, if you think about professional wrestling, isn't half the appeal the beautiful hair of a character, of a no, wrestler? A lot of wrestlers have bad haircuts. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna yeah. look at I'm gonna look at like John Cena's like supercuts flap tot. Like fra- Yeah, when he went corporate commander during with during the Marine years. Yeah. So anyway, uh so yeah, they're at home now packing. Rima's pissed. Ryan's packing. He gets talked to by Luke, who actually gives him some motivation. He says, you know, I never told you this, but you remind me of uh, my best friend back home. He's a lot like you. He's really genuine. But sometimes you got to have a little asshole in you to survive. Yeah, come on. You need need to have a little asshole in you in this business to survive. And he's like, you know, I have a little asshole in me. Yeah, I could get feisty. Yeah. (laughs) 
<laughs> oh, and Mc- you want to talk about an asshole? Mikkel pulls an asshole move, uh, asshole move, and just destroys Ryan's bed because he's he like, is convinced he's leaving. I'm not going home. Not over skin marks. No, not this Ryan guy. I fucking hate Ryan. You know what? I'm gonna pack his bed for him. Yeah. Yeah. So I am worried about going home. He throws on his incel fedora and walks away. He has the my my lady hat. My lady. I thought that hat looked familiar, but I couldn't place it. Oh. God damn. So elimination time. So I think Mikkel's an incel. <laughs> so elim time. Here comes Stone Cold. I just wrote down yes. Now it's time for Stone Cold. The roasting. best part of the show. Oh, God. Stone Cold says it's like a reunion. It's like a family reunion. With Rima and Ryan. They were here last week. And then... um. And then uh, Mikkel's like, new, we have a new member to the family. Yeah. Mikkel's like, I'm not part of this family. And so I was like, well, you are now. And then he's like, I, <laughs> I'm not part of this family. Well, you are now. He's like, I don't know anything about you. Why are you here? And Mikkel says, oh my God. Okay. You said incel. I need to be here. I don't have a job. <laughs> I don't have any, I have nothing to go back to except a wife who's supporting me. I'm like, oh, it's a wife. I thought he said girlfriend in the first episode. It's his wife. Yep. Austin tells him today how he was a disappointment. <laughs> he hasn't made an impact. And then Austin asks, how tough are you? And he says it just like, I'm tough enough to be to be here right here, right now. And then Stone Cold just looks again, disappointment. And he just goes, shoot. I don't know what that means, but that's what he said. <laughs> Who knows? So then it's he, very awkward when you have Stone Cold staring at you. So then he and asked, you go, it's like, I'm tough enough to be here right now. That seems like a dumb <laughs> response. Okay, Skid Marks, what's your what's your deal? So then he asked Ryan, he's like he asked him how are you, or whatever. And so Ryan like, oh, says, hey, Ryan, hey, how are you? And Ryan I'm pissed off. I'm very I'm a very pissed off person, Steve. And then <laughs> and then Stone and <laughs> Oh my god! And then Stone Cold hey, laughs. How are you? I'm very, I'm a very pissed off person, Steve. I'm a very pissed off person, Steve. And then Stone Cold laughs, and then I laugh, and Ryan is like, everyone around here thinks I'm a fucking joke, and I want to prove him wrong and stuff. So he asks Rima. He's like, Why are you here? She goes, well, I want to be a diva. Wait, I thought it was just like, why, why don't you tell me? Oh yeah, oh yeah, that's right. He's like, Why are you here? She's like, Why don't you tell me? And she's like, I want to be a diva. And then, no, no, I'm sorry. I had no, it the first I, time. And then she, and then he asks, why are you here in my bottom three? He's like, I want, he's like, can you tell me? And Stone Cold dies a little. <laughs> you see it in his face, dude. Like, see in his eyes. What the fuck was that response? <laughs> he's like a fucking dumb. <laughs> and he says, your technique was lacking. It was non-existent. He is a little happy for her when she mentions that she went to Booker and Bill and asked them for some one-on-one improvement coaching. She's like, you know what? I know my techniques are there, but hey, I went to Booker and General Erection. I went to GI Bro and General Erection <laughs> to help me with some technique on the side. GI Bro and General Erection are supporting characters on Stunning Steve's reality show. <laughs> this is great. So, which Steve, now the running challenge is brought up. Yeah, he says you did good in that. She says she says thank you. She points at Mikkel and says, "I kicked his ass." By the way, and then Ryan goes, "I kicked all their asses," and then he winks. 
Okay, then. He winks. It's a stone cold. He doesn't even like look at the camera and wink or look at Mikel Arima. He's just looking at stone cold like this. He just goes, I kicked all their asses. Wink. I guess he's trying to swoon stone cold. <laughs> Every time I try to get Ryan's back, he's got to do some shit like this. He's not Martin with the, I'm not Donnie Osmond. I'm Martin now. He's not doing that. But there's a part of it's like, man, I might be understanding why Rexion hates this man. So Stone Cold asks Mikel how he feels losing to Ryan. And he says, I need to try to say it without laughing. Give me a sec. I'm pissed off. I don't want to be compared to this freaking wiener. And I wrote here, it literally it's like he called him a wiener in front of Stone Cold. And then Ryan like, looks what at are you, 16? And then Ryan looks at Mikkel like he just grew a second and third head. And then Stone Cold laughs and he looks at Ryan and he goes, he's calling you a wiener. And then Ryan laughs. I laugh. I'm sure you laughed. <laughs> and Mikkel says, yeah, something, something. I want to be compared to this damn wiener. And oh. then Stone Cold's like, oh, you're a damn wiener. And then Ryan calls him a smoky wiener. I'm like, what? <laughs> what? Then Stone Cold puts two and two together. He like lean backs and he goes, you two don't like each other, do you? As he smirks in a sinister way. Oh, my God, Stone Cold. Are you the world's greatest detective? Wow. you must Stone Cold Batman crossover win. Oh, my God. You just figured out that fucking... Fucking skid marks and Mikel here hate each other. Stone Cold and Batman versus Ray Zhao Ghoul and Vince McMahon. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Vince McMahon trying to get to the freaking. Go, uh, go, go. I see the Batmobile, sir. Get that bastard now. <laughs> go, go, go. I would really love a plot oh, of Vince McMahon. I would really love a plot of Vince McMahon trying to get the Lazarus pit. WWE needs to live forever. And me too, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, we're getting a little crazy yeah, here. You're right, you're right. I'm sorry. So yeah, he, he so yeah, it's, uh, detective detective Steve points puts figures out they don't like each other, right? And then he points to him and says, "You go back to the house. You're safe." And so now I wrote here, it's Stone Cold and the Weenies. Now Stone Cold, oh, this is great because I you guys don't like each other. How about you guys have a promo off? A war of words. Cut a promo. I'm like, Convince oh my me. god. Oh my, oh my god. What? Oh. This could go great or this could go bad, but great. Uh, this is gonna yeah. Be great. yeah. So I didn't get word for word what they said, but I did say so Mikel, he cuts his promo first. And he basically says I need this. I want my name in the lights. I've seen. I a, want my name in the limelight. I've seen a lot of because I, I don't want to be when I'm 50, and it's like, well, why didn't I just try? I've seen life pass people by, and I don't want to be one of those people. It's basically his whole promo. So I want to be one of those people. Now Ryan, he obliterates this guy. He's like, wah, wah, wah. You're crying about not fair. He's just like, crying he's like, you fair. don't have it. Like, you're, you're, na- you're lighting your names on the lights. It's like, you don't have a job. What's this? Your fallback plan? I'm here because I'm tired of entertaining 200 people at an indie show. I want to go worldwide. I want to expand my pal. He is just, just destroying Mikel's balls. Oh, and all of a sudden it's like, oh, oh my God. Mikel's and the biggest s- nerd. Oh. And the best part through this whole thing is that as Ryan is going and going and going, Stone Cold starts to smirk. That's just that old, grumpy old man smirk. He's just getting prouder and prouder. And the minute that Stone Cold has to tell him to stop. 
You need to stop. This man's you. You have destroyed this man. <laughs> Stone Cold gives Mikel an evil eye, and he's like, "I asked for your best, and it wasn't good enough." <laughs> he takes his belt. Give me your belt. And then yeah, Mikel's gone. He puts on his inso hat and then walks in sadness to the rain outside. Yeah. Why it's raining outside in the <sighs> desert and then like who knows what part of the I'm season. pretty sure that was green screen rain. Or just they were pouring water outside the door. And yeah, Ryan gets to live another day in the house. <coughs> Yay. And then he just sitting there and was like, yeah, no, Mikkel. He never showed us anything. No. We didn't even know if he was here. <laughs> but dude, skin marks? When he came out to the promo challenge, he chewed up Mikkel's ass. Oh, dude. Oh, it, was, it was pretty great. And I was like, oh, that was great. That was really good. Yeah. Um, I'm not yeah, gonna- I imagine my name in the lame lights. I need this. I want this. And it's like, man, I've seen people whose lives pass by. Bro, I've been do- entertaining 200 people in indie shows. I'm tired of it. I want to step up. Yeah. I don't care about you. I want to go worldwide. I don't care about your goofy ass. <laughs> Uh, do you think Stone Cold saw a little bit of himself in there? Just a bit? Because that's how he got his start. Well, that's how every wrestler gets their start. I don't know. I just know it was like Mikel was the biggest nerd. One of my favorite matches I like to now, watch. Now we don't have Mikel. Like, where do we go from here? Yeah, there's no like asshole on the show. And Mikel didn't even have that much of a presence. The no. show's really weird because it is weird. It's not like it's not like Brett Michaels, where we were almost learning too much about those fucking people. Here we barely learn anything. Now we do have a little bit of insider knowledge, not insider knowledge, but I mean we know who the hosts are and we know who Big Rig is. And we kind of knew who Matt Cross was. Well, I guess we know who Evelise is too. But that's the well, we also knew who Aria. The point is, we, we're not really getting a lot. And they've tried to like do the whole like conflict and angles with Mikkel, right? Like the sexist stuff in episode one, the stuff with Ryan and all that. But it never really goes anywhere. It feels like everyone was just kind of boring. So the producers were like, uh, hey man, um, we kind of need some bullshit to happen. So hey man, can you like everyone on this suck? show's really straight laced. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I guess that means they're boring, which in a way is a good thing because I don't worry about these people's mental health like I did the women on Rock of Love. Yeah. But uh, well, I'm, I'm feeling, having, I have a feeling these people aren't being pumped by liquor by VH1. I will also they tell have you. They to, you know, wake up the next day and like have to run. Yeah. I will also while, tell you. While fucking at huge erections running but they're straight through up the house. Some, they're straight up some people that don't even get talking heads. They don't even get any dialogue. Yeah. Like Christina. Who the fuck is that? Yeah. No, nothing for Christina. Nothing. There's a someone named AJ and Andy still there. Yeah. I don't know. I don't remember the first thing about Martin. The only thing I remember about Martin besides the Donny Osmond thing is last week he was one of the people like Matt Cross who was like, John Cena is like the guy to be in this company. Oh yeah. my God, it's John Cena. Which I still stand by. They probably told him to say that. <laughs> but yeah, another. I'm enjoying this so much more than Rock of Love. Oh yeah. But I almost wonder if Rock of Love's the better show because I'm not suffering. That was a good question. Oh no, my voice is done. I okay. can't do much more. Let's I go think home. it's a good time. Yeah, it's time to go home. Everyone, hope uh, everyone. I hope you have a good evening. All right, adios, adios. Yeah.